1: I am in my grand residence of Great Ledge House, sitting looking at candles who are sitting nearby, purring contently, and I'm about to bar- embark on the adventure called The Wand Part 2. And here's the preview. The churning mist begins to lift, and a tall dark figure strides through the foggy barrier. Your pulse quickens as your breathing becomes shallow and ragged. An unspoken fear grips you. For a moment, you find yourself wishing you were somewhere else. Anywhere else. Start this. No, actually, actually, no, first, oh, I am going to sell off all my equipment. And all the equipment that you do sell. Ah, so this is another one of those adventures that can be scaled or regular. Usually, scaled makes something tougher. Although there are exceptions, like that time we played the Mossy Moorado adventure, where I did it a lot earlier than expected, and being scaled actually made it easier. But I'm just going to do it on normal, because because I, I don't want to go through that bother, really. Here we go. The dream is one you seem to recall having had numerous times before, though suddenly you're no longer certain you've ever had it. Strange, otherworldly cries, distant and forlorn, echo out of the swirling veil of thick white mist that surrounds you. For a fleeting moment, you can hear what sounds like someone desperately, and repeatedly calling for help. The voice, shrill and distinct, is quickly drowned out by a pail of cruel laughter that ultimately fades into a hissing chorus of whispers. The churning mist begins to lift, and a tall, dark figure strides through the foggy barrier. Your pulse quickens as, as, as your breathing becomes shallow and wagged, unspoken spoken fear grips you. And for a moment, you find yourself wishing you were somewhere else. Anywhere else. The the figure steps fully into view and your growing sense sense of panic promptly departs, replaced by a profound sense of relief. Relief. Tempered. Just a hint of confusion. Towering before you, his long white beard glistening like the mists that envelop his woe form, and his broad head, gleaming brilliantly, is the man you last saw in the corridor outside your private chamber in this great ledge house, upon your return from Mount Stonejaw. Yes, it's me, says Joron, folding his arms. Apologise for the intrusion, for even I am not unaware of the lateness of the hour. This is a matter of no small importance. You'll find me study outside your chamber. i have walked in and woken myself, but that hardly seemed polite. Hurry up now. You're, fir- you're first on my list for this evening. And the list is dreadfully long. Your eyes fly open and you sit bolt upright in bed. Nothing stirs in the tranquil darkness of your bedchamber through a narrow window set high in the far wall, the soothing sound of the summer night's gentle, steady breath, broken only by the rhythmic chorus of chirping insects, serves to assemble the dim, shattered fragments of the memory. Suddenly, you recall your dream. The full details of your unconscious musing come flooding back, Making you realize, if your dream is to believe, that Huron, the white, the blind Wysilian archmage, the man you've come to consider a friend, of sorts and an ally, is standing in the hall, just outside your chamber door. Old Codliot, calm, given the strange nature of your waking, you step out of bed, across the room, open the door, and step into the dark corridor. A wide band of moonlight. Pale and dusk-laden, flows over and around the tall, inky figure, standing a few weeks to your white. As in your dream, the silhouette moves into view, revealing none other than the white-bearded archmage. It's extremely late, for that I'm sorry, he says, his stern voice echoing over the passage. But as I've already imitated, this is a most important matter after after meeting Hugh in a shoulder-cross and exchanging the briefest of pleasantries you usher the archmage into one of your larger sitting rooms where he begins to explain the reason for his late-night visit i suppose you recall this he says suddenly drawing a long engraved oaken wand out of the leather satchel hung over his white sat shoulder holding it up for you to see you immediately recognised the wand to be the very object you obtained for Orvalon, elderly man who hired you to search an ancient Arvitari tomb for it, and discovered the wand in an empty sarcophagus in the crypt's burial chamber, and upon returning to Hawklaw, gave the instrument to Orvalon. Yes, I do hope the is not too distant. Ah, good. I said that you indeed remember it well. Ardvern was wise enough to seek out your services to acquire the wand, and equally wise to bring it to me so it could be properly studied and identified. The old man wasn't always so adept at making sensible decisions, but he can, at the very least, take a measure of pride in those two. Here, take it, says Euron, as he leans forward out of his chair and hands you the wand. As you take hold of the carved oaken wand, a strange feeling comes over you. For a fleeting moment, you feel as if the Archmage is somehow a threat, an insidious peril that must promptly be dealt with. Yeah, I think, I think that would end very, very badly for me if I was to try and attack the Archmage here on. Well, yeah, well, honestly, probably doesn't he even have to end badly for me. He's got just so much magic. He could just hold, just t- psychically, telekinesically, just hold me against the wall until the badness disappears. A sense of relief washes over you when the unsettling notion abruptly departs. I now have the oaken Aldavari wand. I think this is the first time I can actually read the item description, which I'm going to do now. This engraved oaken wand is nearly a foot long. Ancient Adivari symbols are carved along the entire length of the wand. You found this wand in an empty sarcophagus in the burial chamber and a Vardi tomb deep in the, in the forest of the Heart Hills region of Region of Southwest Tosa. You were hired by an Amnid Ordovan to retrieve the wand. But after recovering the curious item, you decided instead to keep it. No, I didn't. I didn't decide to keep it. I, I, I gave it away and it was brought back. But honestly, I can kind of understand that. Because you don't you don't want to have to make a different item for every possible Every possible way it could turn out. I wish you to hide the wand in a place where it will never be found, said Huron. His sightless eyes seemingly fixed on the object he has just given you. It cannot be destroyed, though so that would be the best, and certainly most convenient option. But hiding it would be far better than not. It's a wretched thing, as you might already have experienced. But the potential for wicked mischief is much greater than we realise, I fear. It needs to be hidden away, and I require your help, my friend, to hide it. Ah, good, yep, yep, yeah, having having tangled with that one before, yep, I want it. Away, away from everybody. Huron stands and moves to the middle of the womb. The white-haired archmage points to the far wall. Without a sound, a swirling black portal opens against a cold grey stone. Apparently dissatisfied by his creation, he swing. He, su- he sighs and wags his finger in the direction of the magic... Naughty, naughty, naughty! <laughs> the portal instantly doubles in size and begins to emit a low hum. That should suffice, he says, turning to you. Are you prepared to go at once? I realise the hour is late, but this is a matter best attended to promptly. Very promptly. For the moment, secrecy is wizard. No one but you and I know the wand is to be hidden. Once it is properly hidden, we may all breathe a sigh of relief to know that a great danger is removed from this world. Perhaps never to return. The world can hardly say such a thing with certainty. Now, I think it is there apparently seven of these ones, or the other six ones, as dangerous. I mean, uh, I guess we'll never know, unless I come across them. Hewan tells you that a portal, that the portal leads to a place tucked deep in the shadowy recesses of the Neverness, where a trusted confederate is waiting for you to hide the wand. Not a shadow path, he says. Waving his arm towards the portal, for there are subtle differences. The gate will remain open until you return. The man watching, waiting for you, can be trusted, completely. He will show you where the wand is to be hidden. You will know what to do. His name must remain a secret, I'm afraid. But you will know him by the the blue star that marks his white palm. The mark is not without significance, though it's important. Importance is not related to the task at hand. Well, are you prepared to go? So I can agree to hide the wand. Obviously, I'm going to do that. I can decline to hide it. Will really? No, no. I'm not going to do that. I've, I, I, have, I have been too close to the wand. I know it too well. Even if it was in another time, to know, to want to want to leave this thing just around. Doing damage, but also I can inquire further about the wand. I think I'll do that first. Maybe he has some hints that can help me avoid the, the the crazy avariciousness that the wand, the wand induces. Hewan tells you the wand is a sinister, magical medium for which a powerful under otherworldly influence might be able to enter any world in which the instrument resides. I need not make plain of the danger inherent in such a thing, he says. The object remains a mystery, though. Why Woods would somewhat recklessly guess at it, but none of that matters, at least not for us, not doubt. must be taken out of this world and hidden away at once. You and ask if you are prepared to step through the portal and set about the task he described. Okay, I'm going to hide this wand. Huron folds his arms and nods. He steps aside, and you stride up to the portal, pausing at the threshold of the magical gate, to turn and look at the Archmaid. I'll wait here, and keep the portal open, he says. Locate my associate, and make certain he bears the blue star on his palm. He will help you to hide the wand. Good luck, my friend, and thank you. After making certain the wand is still in your possession, you take one last look around the womb before turning and stepping into the portal's inky, churning core. Everything goes black. For several long moments, you you tumble headlong through a dark, silent void. Just when you're beginning to think something has gone terribly wrong, you're you're now going to forever continue in your spinning plummet. Your descent abruptly ends, and the darkness that surrounds you swiftly melts away. As the overwhelming sense of disorientation begins to fade, you find yourself standing at the end of a broad stone passage, its entire length lit by a dim greenish glow that seems to animate from the walls. Huron's Huron's portal hovers against the wall, directly to your right. Its soft, reassuring hum serving to quote your rising sense of unease. You've only just begun checking over your equipment. Intent on making certain your possessions are all still intact, particularly the wand. When you spot a large well of course it's intact, the wand is indestructible. When you spot a large dark mound lying against the wall at the far northern end of the passage, suddenly you suddenly notice much to your horror that a grim silence now fills the passage. Whipping your head to the white, your heart sinks. When you realise the portal by which you entered this unknown place is gone. Well, hopefully something will just turn up. Turn up if I finish this quest. I mean, it has had so far. Your keen eyes scour the entire length of the corridor for any sign of the magical gate. But your effort proves futile. The portal is nowhere to be seen doing your best to stave off a burgeoning sense of panic. You quickly turn your attention to your immediate circumstance. You're standing at the southern end of a broad stone passage. A dim greenish glow seems to emanate from the walls, filling the corridor with pale, eerie light. The passage extends northward a long way, ultimately ending at what appears to be a T-junction can see a large dark mound lying against the wall at the far northern end of the passage there's still no sign of the portal through which you pass to arrive here okay i'm at the south end of the passage and i'm just going north going north going north okay t junction coming up, and here it is the t junction you reach the end of the passage and immediately discover the dark mound Lying against the wall is the unmoving body of a large man clad in leather armour. A sword lies several feet from the man's bloodied, outstretched white hand. The man's face seemingly untouched. Touched by whatever brutality served to end his life is turned to the west. His eyes, though lifeless, remain wide open and his mouth is slightly agape. Recalling Huron's word, leaning in close closer, and examine the man's hand. It blazes it on his palm, for much of it is now smeared with blood. It's a small blue star. A profound sense of dismay watches over you as you come to the grim realisation that the man Huron assured you would help you hide the wand is now dead. Leading you struggling to determine your next course of action. Perhaps more immediate, perhaps of perhaps more immediate concern, is the unsettling o- option that whoever, or whatever, killed him is likely still stalking these corridors. <gasps> dun dun
0: dun!
1: <laughs> A thorough search of the man's body which you hope will turn up something that might help to direct you, proves fruitless. Discover only his sword, lying several feet away, and a dagger, tucked into his belt. The blades of both weapons bear intricately engraved symbols along the edges. It's an engraved longsword, and an engraved dagger. Take both of them. Longsword, this blade is... The blade of this long sword bears an intricately carved symbols along its edge. He discovered this sword in a, in a strange, never lair, lying several feet from the outstretched hands of own strained associate. This weapon is of unmatched quality. Now, and, we're doing the dagger, the blade of this dagger bears an array of intricately carved symbols along its edge. You discover this dagger in a strange Nihor lair, tucked into the belt of Huron's slain associate. This weapon is of unmatched quality. They both have five melee waiting. At last, certain you haven't overlooked anything. You respectfully arrange the man's fallen body before cautiously resuming your exploration. Hopefully you will still be able to complete your task and somehow find your way out of these halls. You're standing at a wide T-junction of passages. The corridor leading south from here is the passage in which you first arrived in this strange lair. The body of Huon's unknown associates, his arms respectfully folded across his chest, lies against the north wall here. Hmm. So... I can go east or west. I think I'll start by going east. Your footfalls echo eerily along the silent, dimly illuminated corridors of this unknown lair. Okay. Okay, there's an alcove to the east. What's there? An ornate wooden lever protrudes from the east ward, this narrow alcove. Carved... Into the wall above the lever, in a vertical column of three curious symbols. The top of the vertical line of symbols is an engraved tree, below that a chiselled wave, and just above the lever a carved, a carved flame. Okay, I'm just gonna wipe that down somewhere. So tree. wave flame there i've written that down that way that way i won't be constantly having to check here now can i pull the lever can i pull it up nope the wooden lever refuses to budge you set several valid attempts to move it before giving up can i pull it down nope can't pull it down either well that's to be expected I mean it's very rare that you can you can pull a lever next to a puzzle straight away. You usually have to do something, something that probably involves those that tree wave and flame symbols somehow. Ooh, you freeze in midstep and instinctively draw yourself into combat ready stance as the glowing apparition of an armoured warrior glides silently up through the up through the floor just ahead ooh nice nice entry the ghostly figure its face concealed behind the ornate visor of its full home, surges along the passage towards you its phantasmal sword poised to strike it's a ghostly guardian and it slashes at me and i bash at it and it is slain. 21 XP. The glowing apparition, the ghostly fabric of its being hanging in tatters, rapidly expands until it nearly triples in size. Then, with barely a whisper, the phantasmal menace abruptly dissipates into a ball of shimmering green dusk, dust that quickly scatters across the stone floor. Taking just a few moments to check over your gear, you warily resume your exploration. Now, there's there's quite a good chance that, that if I keep fighting these random foes, then they'll drop something or trigger something or do something in some way that will let me continue along the dungeon, because that's that's a pretty common thing in it. Ooh, it's another ghostly guardian. You freeze in mid-step and instinctively draw yourself to combat-ready stance as the glowing apparition of an armoured warrior glides silently out of the wall to your left. The ghostly figure, its face concealed behind the ornate visor with its full hoe, searches along the passage toward you. Its phantasmal sword poised to strike. It's another ghostly guardian who slashes at me. Brutal stroke, 14 damage, it is slain. 21 xp. The glowing apparition, its ghostly fabric of its being hanging in tatters, rapidly expands until it nearly triples in size. Then, with barely a whisper, the phantasmal menace abruptly dissipates to a pool of shimmering green dust that quickly scatters over the stone floor taking just a few moments to check over your gear. You warily resume your exploration. Okay. Okay, There's so there's four little alcoves going from north to south. This is number two. You're standing in a broad, in a small room, just to the east of the passage you've been exploring. A broad column of reddish light ...extends from the floor to ceiling in the middle of the chamber. Suspending the centre of, of the light is a silvery glowing humanoid figure. The floating figure, the features of which you cannot make out, is completely still. Through now and again, the glowing body rotates in space. A soft hum animates from the Column of Light. I'm going to use Akania first... 4x speed to a Utilising your Master of Karnia, you closely, but not too closely, accommodate, examine the Column of Light. Terminus is a deadly energy field, Design whatever is suspended at its core. In this case, a glowing figure. The certainness approaching the Column could have proved fatal. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I assume there's something else I have to do first. I'm just going to continue to observe the figure first. You watch as the silvery humanoid figure, suspended in the center of the column of reddish light, slowly rotates in midair. Now again, slowing to stop and reversing direction. The wide column of light continues to emit a soft hum. Leave the room. Okay, on to the second. East, onto the third eastern alcove. It's reddish light. There's a figure. And it's in the kind of light. I'm just going to leave that. Go down again to the fourth and final eastern alcove. So, you get a small room just to the east of the passage you've been exploring. A broad column of reddish light extends from the floor to ceiling in the middle of the chamber. Suspended in the centre of the light is a silvery, glowing humanoid figure. The floating figure, features of which you cannot re- you cannot make out, is completely still. Though now and again, the glowing body slowly rotates in space. Soft hum animates from the combo of light, which I cannot enter because it is super deadly okay now there's a there's the i can go south for another alcove. maybe that will give me some clues as to how to get into those columns of light because i think i have to i think they will change colors or do something to solve the clue at the top a long iron leaf protrudes from vertical slots southern wall of this small alcove. The lever is sticking out from the wall. So I can, uh, Sticking straight out the wall. So I can pull it up or pull it down. I'm going to pull it down. You make several attempts to move. The lever. The sturdy iron rod protruding from the wall. Refuses to budge. Pull the lever up. Refuses to budge. Okay. Whatever I've got to do. It's not on this side. Because... Because I've got two levers I can't pull and columns of light that I can't enter. So I'm going to make my way back to the T-junction. I'm going to go west. Your footfalls echo eerily on the silent, dimly illuminated corridors. of this unknown lair. Okay, so I'm now on the western side crackling field of red energy spans the full height and width of the passage ahead as you attempt to get near the strange barrier writhing tines of energy reach out for you forcing you to retreat along the corridor okay so I can't seem to go okay I can't seem to go south in into the western part Tines of weird energy. Oh, I've seen something that's weird. Hmm. It's probably. Yeah, I guess the only thing I've yet to do is fight a lot of those. Is fight a lot of those random encounters. Maybe something will turn up. Can't pull the lever up. Can't pull the lever down. The top lever. To the bottom, to the bottom, to the bottom, to the bottom. Can't pull it up. Can't pull it down. Now, I mean, it says not to approach the column of light. But if I don't get something turning up soon, I might just do that anyway. Okay. Where, oh, where is. Okay, let me just. Oh, it's another ghostly guardian. Glides out of the wall to your left. eight visor. for home. Phantasmal sword. It's poised to strike. Quick combat. Slashes at you. No, no, regular combat, 21 XP. The ghostly, uh, and it fades like the west of them. Okay, now I'm... Pre- there, seems, there seems to be nothing else to do... I'm going to assume that somehow... If I keep fighting... It's a ghostly guardian. Guides silently down... Through... Through the ceiling just ahead. Ooh! What a... Spooky way to enter combat. It's going to quick combat now. It's slain. Another strain... Another 21 XP. Okay... The glowing apparition, the ghostly fragments being handed in tatters, rapidly expands until it nearly triples in size. Then, with barely a whisper, the phantasmal menace abruptly dissipates into a pale, to a pall of shimmering green dusk that quickly scatters over the stone floor. From somewhere nearby, you hear what sounds like the sharp crackle of energy. The strange noise lasts only a few moments. Okay, something has happened. Taking a few moments to check over your gear, you warily resume your exploration. Okay, what's happened? Can I pull the southern lever now? Nope. Can't pull it up, can't pull it down. Maybe in these alcoves. Ooh, bluish light. Okay, that's not what I one. Spent. The ball column of bluish white light extends from the floor to ceiling in the middle of the chamber. Okay, and the figure is still floating about. Observe the figure. Leave the room. It's bluish. Alright, th- it's different now. I'm going to approach the column of light. You warily approach the column of blue light. Its dazzling, its dazzling white, white flash suddenly floods the chamber. Its overwhelming brilliance leaves you momentarily blinded. As the flash fades and your vision slowly returns, you startled to discover the column of blue light is gone. Standing in the centre of the womb, its featureless face turned towards you is the glowing silvery humanoid figure, formerly suspended inside the pillar of light. The strange being drops to one knee and places a small glowing silver orb on the floor before slowly returning to its full height. Without warning, another dazzling white flash fills the chamber. Well, this time you're quick enough to effectively shield your eyes. The bright white swiftly swiftly fades, and you lower your hands from your face to find the womb. Save for the silver orb and its centre is now empty. There is no numbers, any sign of the glowing silvery figure. Okay, this something has happened. You're standing in a small womb. Just to the east of the passage you've been exploring. A glowing silver orb, what right the size of your hand rests on the floor in the centre of the chamber. Take the glowing orb. You move to the centre of the chamber and pick up the glowing silver orb. The small metallic spear is warm to the touch and almost weightless. It's a glowing silver orb. The small metallic silver orb is surrounded by bright silvery ore. The orb is warm to the touch and nearly weightless. You safely tuck the curious object in amongst your other possessions. You're standing in a small, empty room, just to the east of the passage you've been exploring. A stone square set into the middle of the chamber floor emits a feeble green glow. All right, now examine the stone square. As you step cl- step close to the stone cl- square, the glow emanating it from subtly changes from green to red. Okay, think, think that that's what I want. Red looks like flames, so, yep, that's what I want. Leave the womb. Okay, into the middle chamber. All right, now. Floating in bluish column of light. Approach column of light. As you warily approach the column of blue light, a dazzling white flash suddenly floods the chamber. Its overwhelming brilliance leaving you momentarily blinded. As the flash fades and your vision slowly returns, you startled discover the column of blue light is gone. Standing in the centre of the womb, its featureless face is turned towards you, is the glowing, silvery humanoid figure formerly suspended inside the pillow of light. The strange being drops to one knee. places a small glowing silver orb on the floor before slowly returning to its full height without warning another dazzling white flash fills the chamber who this time you're quick enough to effectively shield your eyes the bright light swiftly fades fades, and you lower your hand from your face to find the womb save for the silver orb and its center is now empty there is no longer any sign of the glowing silvery figure. And I have no idea what those things are. There's the orb in the middle. I'm going to take it. And examine the stone square. Turn it from green to red. No, no, I don't want that. The glow, the glow animating from the stair. From the square changes from red to blue. That's what I want. Okay, next up the second Eastern Alcove and the first of the glowing figures. This one now suspended in blue light. Approach, continue to observe the figure, it just rotates back and forward. Approach, comma of light. She approached the corner of light. Quacking arcs of crimson energy leap out of its core. Several of which become within inches of reaching you. Okay, step back, step back. Okay, why can't I enter these two? Okay, this one is... It's bluish light. That's not what I want. Okay, now I'm going to... Maybe, nope, can't pull the lever, can't pull the lever. Just gonna wander up and down, hopefully. Can't pull the top lever, can't pull the top lever. Yeah, just gonna wander around. Maybe with this orb in my possession. Nope, nope, I cannot. I cannot further explore the western side. Okay, let's see. No, 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 nope, 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 no. Feeble red glow for the bottom. Feeble blue glow for the middle. Alright right, bluish light on the top there. You approach the column of light. As you warily approach the column of blue light, a dazzling white flash suddenly floods the chamber, an overwhelming brilliance leaving you momentarily blinded. As the flash fades and your vision slowly returns, you start to discover the column of blue light is gone. Standing in the centre of the room, its featureless face turned towards you, is the glowing silvery humanoid figure formerly suspended in the pillar of light. The strange being drops to one knee, produces a small glowing silver orb on the floor before slowly returning to its full height. Without warning, another dazzling white flash fills the chamber, for this time you are quick enough to effectively shield your eyes. The bright light swiftly fades and you lower your hands from your face. To find that the womb, save for a silver orb, for the silver orb at its centre, is now empty. There is no longer any sign of the glowing silvery figure. Yes. Yep. Okay. The silver orb is there. I take it I now have three glowing silver orbs. What do they do? I have no idea. Maybe they'll do something in another part of the dungeon. Okay, there is a square. It's emitting a green glow. I think that's what I want. Green to red. Red to blue. Red to green. Okay, I think that's what I want. I'm going to try with the bottom levers. Pull it up. Refuses to budge. Pull it down. Refuses to budge. Okay, maybe the top or the northernmost lever. Pull it up. You close your as you close your hand around the wooden lever, a tingling sensation passes along your arm and through your entire body. With great effort, you manage to push the lever up as far as it will go. Okay, it's pushed up now. Does that mean I can do anything for the self levers? Pull it up? Nope. Pull it down? Nope. Okay, what has it done? Alright, it's pointing up. I might have to pull it down if I can't. Back to the western side. Nope. Crackling field of red energy will not let me pass. Okay, now I'm going to try pulling the northern lever down and see what happens. Pull the lever down. As you close your hand around the wooden lever, a tingling sensation passes along your arm and through your entire body. With great effort, you manage to pull the lever down as far as it will go. Suddenly, okay, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Because if you get a suddenly turning up after, after you do something in a dungeon, that means you've solved the next stage of the puzzle. A sharp click echoes along the passage outside the alcove. Okay, that should mean I can do something to the sudden levers now. I'm going to pull them down. You grasp the iron lever and pull it down as far as it will go suddenly that's another good thing from somewhere off in the distance a sharp crackling sound swiftly wises in pitch before abruptly disappearing altogether okay now i think i will be able to get past those crackling barriers on the western side okay so i'm on the western side this this can, this western side is it's it's got three it's got three circles in a woe and and the so it's in a woe and the passage loop de loops around loops around all three of them. Sharp okay Okay, I'm just between the first and the second circles A shallow, rounded impression is set into the centre of the floor in this section of the corridor. Well, rounded? Orbs are rounded. I'm going to use the glowing silver orb. 16 XP to general. And that also means you've done the right thing. You reach down and gently place one of the glowing orbs in the shallow impression in the centre of the floor. The instant you remove your hand... The glowing spear begins to slowly rotate in space. The glowing orb you placed in the center with impression continues to slowly rotate. Okay, what now? What happens if I? Let's see. There's a little, and on the most on the south western corner of this map is a little alcove. I probably won't be able to go there. You're standing in a large chamber at the southern end of the passage you've been exploring. A wide, circular stone basin stands in the middle of the room. A shallow pool of dark, shimmering water fills the basin. going to examine this pool. Standing next to the basin, you peer into the shallow pool of dark water. At first, you're unable to make out anything beneath its whippling, mirror-like surface. But slowly, a shadowy shape begins to take form in the bottom of the pool. For several moments, the shape abruptly vanishes, and you step back from the basin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it needs more power or something. I think it's time to put those orbs. And this one is to the south of the third circular gap. Use the glowing silver orb. 16 XP. And it begins to rotate. Okay, now between the second and the third circuit, little square gaps. And I'm going to use the, glo- the third glowing silver orb for another 16 XP. You reach down and gently place the glowing orb into the shallow impression in the centre of the floor. The instant you remove your hand, the glowing spear begins to slowly rotate in, in place okay now let's just see if that figure does anything dark shimmering pool examine the pool standing next to the basin you peer in the sh- in the shallow pool of dark water suddenly the rounded face of a bearded man comes into view just beneath below the pool's whipppling surface. A pair of wide-set, deep blue eyes stare up at you from beneath the water, fixing you with a withering, withering gaze. Something inexplicable tells you the face is waiting to be addressed. But I'm going to, use, so I can speak to the submerged face. Step away from the basin, or I can use divination to give me some clues as to what is actually going on. Divination succeeded. You you channel your power of divination and focus it on the face beneath the water. After several long moments of concentration, you detect a faint aura of evil surrounding the bearded face, but only a faint one. Hmm. Maybe it's just... Maybe it's not from the evil figure himself, but from all the but from all the artefacts of evil that are being sealed away. Because after all, Huon has a long list. So maybe his long list is items of ultimate evil that he keeps having to seal away in various places deep in the Neverness. Yeah, I can imagine him doing that. I mean, what else could he be doing on that list? Hmm. Alright, so I'm just going to speak to this submerged face. I mean, if you ask me to do something really evil, I could always just say no. You caught... well, he's only faintly evil, so you won't ask me to do anything really evil. he ask me to do something faintly evil, like cut in a queue, or... have a dog walk next to you and not even try to pet it. You crawl out to, to the face, and much to surprise, a broad smile crosses the bearded countenance beneath the water. In a clear, deep voice, seemingly unaffected by the water beneath its which it sits, the face in the pool begins begins to speak. I only persu- I can only presume you're here to give me that wretched swan, says the face, its smile swiftly turning into a frown. Well, that's all you've come for. Let's be done with it. Must say though, so. I'm glad it's you and not that bovistom old wizard. He's quite a pest, isn't he? The old wizard is, of course, the Archmage Euron. For a moment, the face falls silent and appears to be awaiting your response. When you offer none, he sighs and again speaks. Well, where is it? Do you have it? Have you bought your, bought your wand? I know you bought it. Let's have it. Slowly, quite against your will, begin to draw out the engraved oaken wand. Yes, there it is, says the face as you p- produce the wand and hold it over the pool. It's much less special, though, I remember, but looks aren't everything, so it's often said. Now, don't delay. Toss it, toss it into the water. The longer you hold on to that thing, the more danger you're in. Suddenly recalling the portal through which you entered this strange place is now open. You're about to voice your concerns, rec- And when the face again again speaks, addressing your unspoken inquiry. The portal? Who would use a portal to get it? Oh wait, I know who says the face smirking. Don't bother about any of that. I'll help you get home. That's what you're so worried about. And you'll do better in the future not to place any considerable trust in meddling dotards. Higher, toss it in. Now, I could question the face further, but honestly, I don't think he's going to actually say anything that informative. And apparently, the longer I hold on to the wand, the more danger I'm in. So he'll probably just yell at me if I question him further. If I'm going to question it, I should probably do it after i get rid of the wand so i'm going to toss the wand into the pool Determined to complete the task you were sent here to complete prepare to toss the wand into the dark pool and thus out of out outside of outside of the history of the realm, and gone if not forever then for a very 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 long time As you attempt to release your grip on the wand to allow it to drop into the pool, you suddenly discover that your hand, clenched tightly around the oaken wand shaft, refuses to open. Not as easy as one might think, says the face frowning. Certainly not as easy as some old fool would have you believe. But I would try just a bit harder. Holding onto that thing is going to quickly prove dangerous, perhaps even deadly. Where did you ever find that old thing? A strange, unpleasant sensation washes over you as the face falls silent, realising you must immediately rid yourself of the wand. You struggle to take control of the hand that's clutching it, willing your frozen appendage to release its grip and drop the instrument into that pool. Bad hand! Bad hand! Let go of the wand! Bad hand! (laughs) <laughs> Alright, so i pick a number bonus of 30 20 from spirit 10 from mind i need to get 100 or more to be three of this thing success with 124 now i happen to know that if you if you fail this chest this check a few times you die which of course means you go- I'm going to later have to do the entire dungeon again, and that's quite inconvenient. Not as inconvenient as it is for Zoop, though, because cause he's dead. With your eyes shut tight and your teeth clenched, you pour the full force of your will into, into the effort to overcome the control being exerted upon you by the wand. And at last, when it feels you are about to succumb to the efforts of your strain the wand suddenly slips from your grasp, and splashes down into the dark water. Blop! The bearded face beneath the surface grins and winks at you as an engraved, the engraved oaken wad slowly sinks out of sight, vanishing into the gloom the bottom of the shallow pool. Yes, not so difficult after all, was it? Take some pride, though. Doubtful, for the old fool could have done as well. With the one gone, you half expected the bearded face beneath the water to disappear. The unsettling visage remained, staring at a p- up at you out of the dark, shallow pool. I wonder if you might be willing to help me, asked the face, closing one eye and pursing its lips. I don't mean right now. Maybe sometime, days, months, years that lie had... Time is. Time has no meaning for me, though I realise that you and your elk place a great deal of importance on such things. So, do we have an agreement? Would we be willing to help me out from time? From time? I think such an arrangement would benefit both of us. Though, though your thoughts are now bent on getting out of this strange lair, you carefully consider the, the face's unexpected request. Hmm. Another quest-giver, you say? Well, I'm not not the sort of person to turn down the opportunity to have another quest-giver, so I agree to the proposal. Very good, says the face as his features begin to fade. You may expect to hear from me either very soon or at some point in a different future. About About a matter of no particular importance or something of a most pressing nature. Thank you. Give my regards to the old man. You don't have to repeat to him everything I said about him either. After all, I made mean, only a small portion of it. Oh, and a portal to take you home. Didn't forget about that little bit. The instant the face finishes speaking, it slowly recedes into the gloom at the bottom of the pool. A low, pulsing hum from somewhere nearby suddenly reaches your ears. You turn around and discover much your relief that a swirling black portal, identical to the one through which you entered this strange place, is set against a wall. A soft soft pulsing hum animates from the inky core of the magical gate. Somewhat uncertain about the portal seemingly created by the face beneath the water, you warily move closer realising this may very likely be your only chance to escape this unknown well. You take one last look around, before boldly stepping into the churning vortex. For a split second after stepping through the portal, everything goes black and feels as if you're tumbling through a cold, silent void. Then, with startling swiftness, you find you once again standing in the centre of your city room. There is no longer any sign of the magical gate. As you glance about the w- room and begin to gather your bearings, you're surprised to discover Huron is not here, but he does have a very long list. You crawl out for him and make a thorough search of the residence, but the Archmage is nowhere to be found. At last, you return to the city room, only to be confronted by a glowing scrap of paper floating just inside the doorway. You reach out and take hold of the paper. As your fingers press into the coarse fibres, the glow vanishes, leaving behind a neat, brief script inked in black. Could not wait. Trouble. We'll seek you out again. Thank you for your help. Good to know that our problem is safely hidden away. The portal that brought you back here was mine. Ooh, okay, how how did he Okay how 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 did how did he know? <laughs> how did he know there'll be doubts? Oh Q1, you have mysteries. You fold the note and place it on the table near the floor before warily setting yourself into one of the room's more comfortable chairs. A quick glance at the narrow window set into the opposite wall reveals that dawn is just about to break, providing you with a reliable reference for how long it is you were gone. Struggling to keep your eyes open, you contemplate all that has happened since you last sat in this chamber. In the presence of the man, those unexpected departure, and cryptic notes have left you with a vast array of questions, inquiries, and seemingly have to wait. Content to, to try to reclaim at least an hour or two of your lost sleep, you slump back into the deep chair and at last allow your eyes to gently close. Sleep comes quickly. Your slumber is plagued by an endless barrage of strange, unsettling imaginings, visions both terrifying, profe- prophetic, and fantastic, dreams you will never remember upon waking. And that finishes this adventure with 1024 experience to general and 128 experience. To all skills and powers which is pretty nice. And this this finishing this adventure hasn't unlocked any new ones. So if I want to do anything else. So next time I guess back to Hawklaw again. Where there is still more adventures to go. There's Red Warren, and I've been putting that off for a while. So I might as well do it next time. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place